Today's episode's got a humongous what sold on eBay recap and a teeny tiny little bit of reselling news. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips. If this is your first time stumbling on the channel, welcome. My name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller, which if you don't know what that means, that means I go out to estate sales, garage sales, thrift stores, and whatnot, and find and buy other people's junk at ridiculously low prices, and then flip it on eBay or Mercari to hopefully make a profit. I do this full time, and this is how I make my living with a little bit of dabbling here in the YouTube and the podcasting, which buys me a couple of coffees <laughs> uh, a month. But I enjoy doing these. I like sharing them with you. I love getting the comments. My last podcast over the weekend, ton of comments. I appreciate all the feedback. I appreciate very much that lift list perfectly who the podcast was about actually chimed in and answered a question that one of the viewers had. So thank you so much to them for stopping by for checking out the video nonetheless and commenting and answering a question that was really, really cool of them. So this is the midweek recap episode where I will go over a handful of things that I've sold over the last week that I think are relatively profitable, that are things that you might want to be on the lookout for. Not necessarily always this specific item, but to give you some sense of the kinds of items that you might be able to find. Now, I sell a lot of media, so this is going to be a lot of books and CDs and that sort of thing, but it gives you some idea maybe of some of the genres and styles and things to be on the lookout for. So hopefully you find that helpful. If you do, while you're watching, do me a favor and smack that thumbs up button. I will also, in the essence of full transparency, I share with you once a week what my numbers are. So gross profits, expenses, cost of goods sold, and what my profit was pre-tax for the week. So we'll have that and just a little bit of reselling news. Not much going on since the last recap, but I will have a little bit for you. But let's get this kicked off. with some what sold on eBay action. Again, this week it is all on eBay. I did, as you'll hear in the weekly business update, I did sell a few things on Mercari, but nothing particularly major or exciting. So I got nothing there. This is all eBay all all day today. Uh, this first item was featured in, I believe, my last haul video. I picked this up at a thrift store for 99 cents to The Last Man, a novel of the First World War by Jeff Shara. This was a CD audio book. It had 26 CDs. It was a monster. <laughs> uh, unabridged version of this book on audio. Again, I picked it up for 99 cents. I listed it for $24.99 with free shipping or best offer. I got an offer of $20 and I countered at $22 and this thing is on its way. This next item was featured in a haul video a couple of weeks ago. I picked this up at a thrift store for $1.99. And I listed it at an auction starting at $24.99. I think I said in the haul video I was going to start it at $19.99, but I decided to do $24.99. And I had several watchers and one person that reached out to me with a question. And the auction expired and nobody had bought it. And a guy reached out to me almost immediately and said, I just missed the end of this auction. I want to buy it. If you'll list it, buy it now at $24.99. I will take it. So... That's what I ended up doing. 
So the Sports Illustrated presents the Comeback Cats, Kentucky Wildcats 1997-98 NCAA Championship Special Edition. It was in kind of a leather, hardcover, really nice book. Had a little bit of damage at the bottom of it. The only other one listed, the guy was asking 150 bucks. So I took a shot with the auction to see if I could get something out of it. It did not work out that way. I still got $24.99 out of it from an initial investment of a buck 99 so not not too terrible we'll go ahead and take that this next item the passing of saloon george hamill from 1908 this was printed in cincinnati by the tower press this was a kind of history of the anti-liquor crusade in the late 1800s early 1900s I picked this up in part of a big book lot. I own it for $0.25. Cents. It sold for $32.99. It was not in particularly great shape. The cover was really worn and had some damage. Uh, you can't see it from this picture because the cover was frankly so bad you couldn't even tell what the book was. <laughs> uh, so the main picture I used was kind of the title page, but I did disclose the damage. I showed a picture of it, and this thing still brought $32.99 from a cost of goods sold of about $0.25. Cents. So pretty nice flip. Old books I've talked about previously can still be worth a reasonably good amount of money, even if they have damage. So don't don't necessarily snooze on, I wouldn't overpay for an old book just because it's old. But some of that stuff, if you can pick it up for a few bucks, uh, can bring pretty good money, even if they're not in the best of shape. This next item, the New Spirit-Filled Life Bible. I showed this in a haul video, I think, two weeks ago. I picked this up for $5 at a thrift store, listed it at auction for $34.99. I got, it says two bids, but there was only one. <laughs> I don't know what that is all about. It, it sold for the bare minimum listed price of $34.99 with free shipping. I own it for 5 bucks. was new, new in box. The box was pretty worn. It had been beaten around a little bit. So that may be why this thing didn't bring a little more money, but still from $5 to 35, not too, not too shabby. We will definitely take that. Um, pretty cool little sale. Another Bible from the same haul video from the same thrift store. This one they just gave me. Uh, I mentioned in that video, they gave me two Bibles that I offered to pay for. And the guy said, no, you can just have these, this item free. I had listed for $39.99 or best offer, got an offer of $35 with free shipping, and went ahead and sold this as well. This was the New Chain Reference Bible. It was the third improved edition from the 1950s era. This probably would have brought quite a bit more money, but this had belonged to a pastor, and there were extensive notes highlighting and underlining throughout this, which I did disclose and picture in here. So, in pristine condition, this is probably a $50 to $60 Bible, but as it was, since it was free, $35 is a pretty hefty flip. Next up, Greenberg's Guide to Lionel Paper and Collectibles from 1990. This was a first edition trade paperback. It was part of a big lot of kind of model train and model railroad memorabilia and catalogs that I bought. My cost of goods sold on this is a whopping five cents. <laughs> Uh, this went for $44.99 with free media mail shipping. So uh, I think it was $3.45 to ship. It was a little over a pound. So not, not bad at all. Next up, these were also in a recent haul video, some ancient media, uh, two 10 packs of iOmega 100 megabyte zip disks. 
these things I bought for five bucks a piece. So I got $10 cost of goods sold in this. I listed them for $24.94 with free shipping, which put me one penny under the nearest competitive listing. They were not listed, but two hours and someone bought both of them, which saved me a little bit of money, obviously on the shipping. Really nice sale. If you find these things out there, there is still demand for old media, blank cassettes, videotapes, particularly beta, and old software like this. So pretty cool flip. Another Bible and another one that was featured in a haul video. You'd almost think I knew what I was doing. <laughs> uh, the Airman's Bible, a Holman Christian Standard Bible. This was blue bonded leather, new in a box. It was sealed in its wrap. I got this for $3 at a thrift store and sold it for $49.99 with free shipping. So excellent return on investment on that one. Next item, this was from the big 2500 book lot. So I own these two books for 25 cents a piece. So 50 cents total for The Golden Bow, Part 5, Spirits of the Corn and of the Wild. This is from a series of books that were published in the 1930s. I had these listed for $59.99 for best offer. I received an offer of $50 with free shipping since I own them for a quarter apiece. Heck yeah, I took that and sent them on their way. This next item, some electronics, a Google Chromecast. I got this through a promotion. I think it was with Spotify months and months and months ago. I've already got a smart TV that has Google TV built in. I really had no use for this. I never opened it. I never did anything with it. So I put this up at an auction, started it at $19.99. It got 19 bids, closed for $58 with customer paid shipping on an item I have literally no money in and that you can walk into virtually any Best Buy around and buy for 50 bucks. So I don't know why there was so much demand for this. The prices on these, if you look, this is kind of in the average that they sell for. So I don't know what, why they go for that much. But 58 bucks plus shipping for an item that I didn't pay for to begin with is pretty cool. Some more old books. I picked these up at an estate sale a long, long time ago. I've had this set for some time. The Four Minute Essays, Dr. Frank Crane was a set of 10 books from the early 1900s. They were published in 1919. Really small, like maybe four inch high books, kind of tiny, not quite pocket size, but not full size books. It was a whole series of essays. I paid $12.50 to buy this lot of books and sold for $69.99 with free shipping. Of course, since they're books, they went media rate. And because they were small, they didn't really cost all that much to ship. So this was a pretty good score. I'm not, I guess for that price, I probably would buy them again. Um, they did sit here for the better part of a year. So I've talked about that on this channel with some regularity. I don't necessarily mind long tail stuff, especially if it's going to bring that kind of return. But when you start to see stuff that's sitting for a year or more, that starts to get your attention maybe a little bit. Again, the cost of goods go sold being so low, you can be a little more flexible with that type of stuff. And ultimately it paid off in this case. Here's another item that I picked up at a garage sale. I talk about old technical manuals and that sort of thing on a pretty regular basis here. This was a vintage molding technique for Bakelite and vinyl light plastics. It was a tabbed manual from 1941. I got this thing for a dollar at an estate sale. 
It also has been here for some time, but it sold for $79.99 plus priority mail shipping. So super nice flip uh, from a buck essentially to 80. This one, I, I have my own logo in the picture. I had a customer in Canada that reached out and he was looking at five different listings and wanted to know if I would do combined shipping. I ship internationally through the global shipping program. And once a customer purchases those things, there's no way for me to send an invoice to do a combined offer and combined shipping. So in this case, what I did was I took the items that he was interested in and I put them all into one lot. I gave him a little bit of a discount. This is about $100 worth of stuff. Gave it to him for 90 bucks for buying all of it at once with free domestic shipping. So it was all media stuff. So I could send it media mail to the Global Shipping Center down in Kentucky. All he had to worry about was paying eBay whatever they wanted, which was probably an astronomical number, (laughs) uh, to get them to him in Canada. I said, if you would like this offer, here it is. If not, just let me know and I'll cancel this thing. And within five minutes, I had my 90 bucks. So pretty nice flip. It ended up being five books. Um, I think it was four listings, three singles and a two pack. And then a DVD was mostly... World War II era history stuff. There was a book about the German Navy. There was a biography of Adolf Hitler. It was all World War II stuff. And the DVD was a Jackie Chan movie. (laughs) Uh, You just never know. And now your flip of the week. And I remembered this week. So kudos to me. This is a set that was part of that 2,500 book lot. So I owned these for a quarter a piece. It was a 20 volume set. So I guess that works out to like twelve fifty again for 20 books from the early 1900s, the messages and papers of the presidents, full leather bound, 20 volume of set from 1897 to 1917. I had this listed for $279.99 with free shipping and it went, I got an offer of $250 with free shipping, which I went ahead and took. Um, just a massive, massive flip. This was a big, big box. It ended up being about 40 pounds worth of books when they were packed and with wrap and all the rest of it. So it was a pretty hefty amount. It still qualifies for media mail. So it wasn't, that was still the cheapest way to go. It was way cheaper than UPS. So these did go out media mail. I don't recall off the top of my head what the cost was. It was fairly substantial. But with a $250 sale price, I was more than able to absorb that. And at $12.50, cost of goods sold, make a pretty good rip on this. So a really nice flip of the week. This is actually one of the first things I sold during this last week stretch. So if you were here last week, you remember that I commented that the week before hadn't really been very busy and the weekend hadn't started off all that great. I sold this just after recording last week's midweek recap and update and man it was just one big hit after another we'll talk about in the uh, weekly business update how many sales i actually had for the week but man this was this is the biggest kind of what sold recap i've done in quite a while because i had a bunch of big hitters with that we're going to take a quick break so I can get a sponsor ad in over on the podcast. And we'll be right back with that weekly recap and that wee little bit of reselling news. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. 
If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid, please leave me a review. That would be awesome. If you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my Podchaser page where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. We all know that one of the quickest ways to increase sales is to get your items seen on more platforms. But if you're like me and you have hundreds or even thousands of existing listings, the thought of transferring all of that information manually is pretty overwhelming. That's where a program like List Perfectly can come in really, really handy. I've been using it to transfer literally hundreds of items a day from my eBay listings over to Mercari, and it has been fantastic. I've seen an increase in sales, and I couldn't have done it without them. In fact, I'm so happy with how the program is working for me that I've become an affiliate for them. If you'd like to check out what it's all about, there's an affiliate link in the show notes and the description below. Be sure to click on it, and if you decide to sign up, enter promo code 634 to save 30% off your first month. I can't recommend it highly enough. That's list perfectly. So we're back with that much stuff in the What Sold recap. You would expect that it was probably a pretty good week, and you would be right. <laughs> uh, last week was pretty solid. Uh, we'll start, as always, with listings for the week. I did 90 new listings to eBay, which brought my store total to 6,450 listings, which was a net gain of just seven. So... That means I sold 83 different listings last week. So pretty solid. Uh, for Mercari, in addition to that 90 listings uh, total, I ended up doing 327, which brought my total there to 2,199, a gain of 278. So really, really solid listing week. This week is not going to be anywhere near that good. I Monday... Had to drive to Cleveland and back for my other side gig, my dealer trade drive. Tuesday, I have an appointment at the bank. Wednesday, I have some work being done at the house. Thursday, I get my second COVID vaccine. And I assume that Friday, I'm probably not going to feel like doing very much. So the listing activity this week will likely be quite a bit lighter. But that being said, um, it's a it's a busy week around here. <laughs> Uh, sales for the week totaled eighteen sixty-seven and twenty cents from just four sources last week. Uh, the smallest one, I got another thirty-nine cents from writing I had done on Medium.com. I've talked about it a couple times before. I haven't written anything and submitted it to Medium in probably two years or more, but every couple of months, something that I wrote there gets what they call a clap and I earn a little bit of money 39 cents last month um yeah so uh Westchester Antique Mall $21.87 a little slow over there last week but they were closed of course on Easter Sunday so that typically seems to be the busiest day of the week over there so that set things back a little bit Mercari $213 not still where I would like it to be but 
I'm not going to scoff at an extra $213 in gross sales. eBay, $16.31.94. So a really good week on eBay. Cost of goods sold for the week, $68.64. A little higher than normal, not outrageous, but not, not in the 40s or 50s like it's been. That left me with a gross profit of 96.32% or $1,798.56. Operating expenses for the week totaled $613.62, $342.40 of shipping, $259.56 in eBay and Mercari fees, and then $11.66 in bank service fees, which are mostly the processing fees on Mercari, but they do actually break out separately, unlike eBay, who lumps everything into one fee. That left me with a net profit for the week of 63.46%, or $1,184.94. So a really good week last week, which I said at the in last week's episode, I wasn't sure it was going to ramp up to be a good week. And obviously, from what you saw in the What Sold section, lot of big sales and a lot of sales overall. 83 transactions in a week is a pretty good number. It's kind of on par. I'm usually somewhere between 75 and 100. So right about average, but some really, really big hitters last week that took me to a really substantial total. News updates. Since I just did a podcast on Sunday, there's not been a ton of news since then. I've only got two things. One of them really isn't even news per se, but eBay apparently has sent out a seller survey. Let me know in the comments down below, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can reach out to me at galaxycds at gmail.com and let me know if you received this survey. I, for one, did not. Uh, the article on e-commerce bytes, which of course I will link to, in the show notes in the description below says eBay routinely surveys sellers asking them to rate the company on how well it serves their needs. But this new survey is different with questions asking sellers whether they think eBay shares their values and if eBay cares about them. Again, I didn't get this, but there are some examples in this article of the kind of questions that the survey asked thinking about eBay to what degree are each of these true for you the scale being from extremely to not at all. I feel like eBay and I share similar values. I feel connected to eBay. <laughs> uh, eBay is a brand that gets me or understands me. eBay is a brand for someone like me. eBay is a brand that I can depend on no matter what. I'm going to guess they didn't get a real good score on that one, uh, especially from sellers. Uh, I'm confident that eBay would make things right if something went wrong. Again, <laughs> uh, with eBay, I have confidence that the experience will consistently be what I expect and so on. Uh, basically, they're asking what sellers feel about eBay's brand perception. And if it supposedly, if they find problem areas so that they can address them, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I don't know. I don't know if they really do dive down in and try to resolve some of these problems or if they just are really trying to take the temperature of people when they do these surveys. But there you go. They uh, ask about sellers most recent selling experience on eBay, asking questions about feedback, the ease of creating listings, ease of receiving and managing payments, which is of course a big sore spot with a lot of sellers, managing returns, tracking and so on. Uh, again, the purpose of the survey 
is to ask because it wants to take remedial action if sellers rate the feedback mechanism poorly. So uh, they also do a quick comparison. They ask questions about other online marketplaces and how people evaluate their feelings on those in comparison to eBay and so on. So again, I'll link to this. Take a look at it. If you got this survey, let us know down in the comments below. And uh, if you want to go public and share some of your answers, feel free to do so as well. The only other thing I've got, eBay this week announced a new luxury watch escrow option and a final value fee update. Uh, This came out on April 12th. eBay is on a multi-year journey to create the world's best watches platform, and we're on a path to be a leader in the luxury industry. For 25 years, we have been the premier destination for brands such as Rolex, Omega, and Tag Heuer. Uh, Today, eBay is one of the largest marketplaces for high-end watches in the world. More buyers are purchasing luxury watches on eBay than ever before, eBay is spending a significant amount of money in marketing for this particular category. Uh, Buyer satisfaction has increased, they say, with their authenticity guarantee. I would assume that sellers also feel pretty strongly that this is a good program for them. Uh, Targeted marketing campaigns and services led to double-digit growth last year in Q4 over Q3. You would expect a significant amount of growth in Q4 anyway, but they feel pretty confident that their their targeted marketing and this authenticity guarantee went a long way to boosting that. Now they're adding new escrow payment option for high-value watches. As part of our ongoing focus on creating the best watches experience, starting the week of April 20th, 2021, you will see an optional payment via escrow through our partner, escrow.com, for luxury watches listed at $10,000 and up. Escrow can give you greater confidence when you sell high-value items by confirming your buyer's identity. Escrow services are customary for many high-value purchases, which is true, and, and they reference home sales business acquisitions, and that sort of thing. Uh, They have a link on the site to learn how to create and use an escrow account on escrow.com. In addition, eBay covers any processing fees for escrow services, so buyers won't pay any additional fees. What happens when a buyer chooses this escrow payment option? Uh, Escrow transactions differ from other sales in a few important ways. First, Either wire transfer or ACH electronic check can be used to fund an escrow transaction. When a buyer selects the escrow payment option for your luxury listing at checkout, eBay will direct the buyer to your escrow.com account. Following checkout completion, you will be notified by escrow.com and eBay to create or log into your escrow.com account. The return policy for escrow transactions includes a seven-day inspection period. Your return policy will be overridden even if you offer no returns to this seven-day return option if the buyer chooses escrow. Payment will be held in escrow until the buyer has received and accepted the item or the seven-day inspection period from the delivery date. So your money, in theory, is much safer going through the escrow process, but the time it's going to take to get your money is quite a bit longer, which is... It's probably a good trade-off on a $10,000 watch. 
I'm not going to be selling any $10,000 watches anytime soon or probably ever. So I probably won't take advantage of this. But if you are, this looks like a, a, a potentially pretty attractive option. Uh, final value fee increases in the watches category starting on May 3rd. Our broad-based multi-channel marketing has helped increase new luxury watch buyer traffic on eBay. As we continue to focus on this experience, we are increasing final value fees in the watches category. This will allow us to invest even more in luxury watch marketing, social media, SEO, and product innovation as we drive towards becoming the leading platform for luxury watches. Uh, there's a chart that shows what the fees were and what they're going to be. Final value fee on the total amount of sale up to $1,000 is going from 12.35% plus 30 cents to 15%. If the sale is 1000 up to 7500 it's staying at 6.5%. And if the transaction is over 7500 it's moving from 235 to 3%. And that is for the amount over those thresholds. So you're, you're going to pay a little more if you're selling these expensive watches. But if eBay does what they say they're going to do with the money, you should see an increase in business. So uh, those were for those without a store. If you have a store, the fees are a little bit different. Again, I will link to all of this in the description below so you can kind of take a look at what your fees might be doing. I would assume that most people that are selling luxury watches probably have a store. I'm not sure I would buy a $10,000 watch from someone who didn't have a store or didn't have much feedback, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, with that, that's the news, man. That's just not much going on in the three or four days since I recorded last. I hope this finds you well and having good sales. Uh, I will check back in at the end of the week, maybe with a brief update. Maybe I'll do a short on how I'm feeling after my second COVID shot. So uh, be thinking of me with that. I hope everybody is well. As always, thank you so much for stopping by and spending a little time here with me on the channel. If you enjoyed this video, please do me a favor, whack that thumbs up button and let the YouTube algorithm know that you had a good time here. With that, I'm going to close. Thank you again. And now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you again next time.